Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode is sponsored by Casket Magazine, the world's best cycling magazine, website, and online community. Casket captures the philosophy, freedom, humor, grit, and greatness of cycling at all levels. Go to casket.co.uk to get your dose now. The Wheel Suckers podcast is forged in the studios of Wardour in funky Fitzrovia, London. One does not simply record podcasts at Wardour. They also do voiceovers and original music composition. Let their professional team of engineers, producers and composers be your guide. Visit wardourstudios.co.uk for more. Hi, I'm your Captain Alex. I look after social media marketing and events at Look Mum No Hands, a cycle cafe bar workshop on 49 Old Street, London. We serve coffee, bikes, beer, food, and I'm joined by my stoker. It's Jenny, and I'm stoked. I am the director of the London Bike Kitchen. We are a do-it-together bike workshop in Hackney, and we teach people how to fix their own bikes through classes, drop-in sessions, and our women and gender variant wag nights. We're back in the funky Wardour studios, and it's just us. We don't have a guest today. Let's get started. It's time for Maintenance Tip of the Pod. (laughs) You've asked and we've answered. So I'm going to give some tips out. Right now, it's really shitty outside, which means you should be taking care of your chain. But taking care of your chain does not mean slobbering oil all over it. In fact, that's really bad for your chain. That's exactly what I've been doing. No, (laughs) Alex, no. Bad. Ow! Ow! No. What am I meant to do? So you should clean your chain first. Hi, how do I do (laughs) Uh, Clean it? (laughs) Come to London Bike Kitchen. Um, We'll post a link to an article that Casket did. I I wrote one for Casket on how you can clean your chain. Yeah, I really like, didn't you put about putting two toothbrushes kissing each other? Yep, it works. And then you put the toothbrushes around your chain. Yep. What I want to talk about is how to oil your chain because everybody does it wrong and it makes me very sad every time someone comes in with this mucky, greasy mess. And it's actually, it's like making things worse. It speeds up the process that your components wear down. So that, you people think that drizzling tons of oil on is really good for your chain. It's not. So the way you want to oil your chain is start off with a clean chain if you can. If you can't just... Wipe off as much as you can with an old T-shirt and then take a nice biodegradable lube, 
because that shit washes off and gets into our water table and it's really gross if it's some synthetic stuff. Pedro's do a good one. So does green oil. Nice chain J stuff from Pedro's. Um, we'll put some links below. Put people. one drop on each bushing of the chain. What's a bushing? A bushing is the—I can't describe it. It's like chains are made up of links, right? Yeah. And there's pins that go through, and those pins actually go around bushings. Like— <laughs> Imagining a bush made out of, like, chain parts. No, I'm miming sex with my fingers right now. And, like, the pin goes through, (laughs) and the thing that the pin is going through is the bushing. Okay. So those are actually what's making contact with your freewheel or cassette and the chain ring in the front. And the more gunk you get on there with the dirt and grit from the road, that turns into, like, a sandpaper paste that wears everything down faster. So to get this right, start with the clean chain put one drop on each bushing the so bit each that's kind of link yeah it's not the link it's inside the link it's a, a round disc it looks like like the donut i guess <laughs> a um, bit of oil on the donut okay. yeah on each little donut going around the entire chain and then you're going to whiz it around once you do every single donut you whiz the chain around so the centripetal centrifugal I don't know which ones forces. You've lost me now, but I. Well, (laughs) the idea is that the friction and will create heat. You know, centripetal forces will pull out the oil into the other parts of the chain because actually the oil is not meant to be on the outside. It needs to be in between all the tiny little parts, and that's what's going to prevent bits from seizing up together. You do want a little bit of oil on the outside to prevent like rust and corrosion, but the grit that they've put on the roads right now because of snow and ice is really bad for your bike parts, like super bad. Like salt helps speed up the process of stuff wearing down. So really important for you to clean your bike. Resist the urge to backpedal and dribble chain lube over your cassette or freewheel on the back. And just like, you know how you're like not moving your hand and you're just pedaling backwards so it gets onto the chain? Because that ends up building up this gooey, sticky mess on your cassette freewheel in the back. And I can tell, like when I look at, I'm like a dentist, like I look at people's <laughs> chains, I'm like, have you been, you know, dribbling oil over your cassette and backpedaling? Do, do that thing that I do? I'm like, no. Yeah. No. I'm like, huh? yes, you have. <laughs> and then you're like, what, I should I not be doing that? Yeah, I know. There's no manual, right? No, Except I, I wrote one. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> If you've got a black, mucky, shiny chain, that is very bad. I would much rather see a really dry, parched, rusty chain because that means we can put some oil on it or revive it and come back to life. But this gunky mess that's on people's bikes right now, it gets all over your clothes, right? And that's one of the reasons why some people don't like to ride because they're like, oh, I got black marks on my jeans and i'm like well it's because you're doing it wrong yeah you're doing it wrong (laughs) duh the final step and this is the most important one after you've dribbled oil onto the chain let it sink in for a bit like 10 15 minutes whiz it round again try to get more oil to go into the tiny little crevices and then take an old t-shirt a clean one and wipe off as much oil as you can like spend like five a good five minutes wiping that shit off because anything left on the outside is going to turn into that black mucky shit again you're speeding up the process everything wears down faster you're gonna have to buy more shit and create more waste so i'm trying to save you money by teaching you how to take care of your chain
I learned. Thank you. <laughs> God, I feel so stressed and bad about my chain now. <laughs> like... I had been doing that. I just kept putting more. And then one day, yeah, look, mum, one of the mechanics was like, my God. <laughs> Like, you've just Mother been putting you've just been putting more and more and more on it, you know, and you're like it's just piling up. But I'm just making it better. <laughs> it's like oh. no, you're making it no. so bad. And it, at this point, the best thing, if you can't be bothered to clean it, just wipe off as much as you can yeah, with an old t shirt. Yeah. Maintenance tip of the pot. So the Women of Color Cycling Group at LBK. We do a women and gender variant night. That's WAG night. And generally in the bike industry, there's very few people of color and even fewer women of color riding bikes. But they do exist. You occasionally can, like catch someone occasionally. You're like, hey. Do you make that noise? No, I just, I do like secretly like pump my fist. I'm like, yes. Like there was an article in Galdem last year, 2018. It was asking where all the women of color at these like cycling events and the woman who was riding it was riding Ride London and she talked about how she just felt like alone but surely it couldn't just be her riding these bikes so I messaged Jules because we've talked about this before I think and so finally we were like let's just do it let's just see what happens I think we were scared right we were like what are we doing why are why us you know and and we also are quite busy but it's like let's just do this it's once a month super casual and look mum no hands kindly gave us a space on a monday night that we thought would be really quiet and it wasn't it was really busy but we had about 25 women show up we had a little group chat it was just kind of difficult when you've got about 20 odd people trying to talk in a room that's quite loud but we managed and everyone just seemed to really, well, they really enjoyed it at the end. Everyone left feeling really happy. But the same sentiment was shared around the room of like, I just feel really lonely. I, I know it shouldn't. And the other idea of like, it shouldn't matter, but it does. And it just became apparent that this was becoming more of like a support group uh, where people could feel less alone. And so that's kind of how we're treating it at the moment. So if you are a woman of color or you know someone who is, who might, who rides a bike and might want to hang out, it's super casual. We just sit around and like maybe get some food. There's a nice selection of drinks. Look, mom has great natural wines now. They do, and they're vegan. (laughs) They're so good. And we just sit around and chat. And we did come up with a list of topics we might cover in the future. There's been talk of... um, a couple rides being organized, which would be great. But really, at the moment, it's like we're just getting together. You're going to host it monthly on? Mon- the third Monday of the month. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. Look on your hands. 49 Old Street. Yeah. Drop in, say hi. We have an announcement. If any of you have had the pleasure of seeing us live, <laughs> or you would like to indulge yourself again. <laughs> or if you haven't seen us live. And as Ned Bolting described it, a chaotic mess, but it was good. That's what Ned Bolting said about us. But we are going to be performing live at the London Bike Show, sadly at the worst place ever to cycle the Excel Centre. <laughs> but you can bring your bike on the DLR. That's a bonus. Yes. I mean, double check. Yeah. Hopefully they haven't changed those rules. We don't know when we're performing just yet, so stay tuned on our social. The dates for the show are the 29th to 
the 31st mm, of March. Yes. And now, Popcast! <laughs> That's right, we interview our dads! <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened before, we've got some episodes. I'll put a link below where you can listen to our dads. We caught up with our dads in the new year, and we're going to play little clips for you now. Wow. So, hey, I'm here with my dad at Hakata Ramen. We're waiting in the queue. Would you like to state your name? George. And what do you do, Dad? I'm semi-retired. Do some volunteer work at a Catholic charities thrift store and food bank. And summon boys, girls club. How's that going this year? It's kind of rough, but some of it is going quite well. There's a great need, people especially in the food bank, and people needing clothes. Yeah, times are getting worse. So it's been a year since our last interview. Uh, what have you been up to this year? How was your 2018? It was okay, but it seems that things are not getting easier, just the opposite. The hills are getting longer, steeper. Here we go. Rides are getting you- harder. You mean in terms of, of riding your bike? Bike riding, yes. Would you ever consider getting an electric bike? Ooh, not for a long time. Well, like a year? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe ten. <laughs> but you're not ruling it out? Not yet. <laughs> so how often do you ride, Dad? Every day. How far? Oh, sometimes it's only maybe five miles. Other times it's about 15 or 20 That's pretty good every day. How have the quality of the roads improved? Or have they unproved? Or Some have improved, but the cleanliness is still a problem. That They, they clean the roads, but not the bike paths. They, they clean the road into the bike path? Sometimes, it looks that way sometimes, yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of debris. Are you getting a lot of punctures? Yes, more this year probably than the previous. Mm. Yes. Maybe we should get you on tubeless tires. Yeah, that must be coming, yes. Ah, next year's Christmas present. How about the quality of the drivers? Oh, that's going down the tube, yes. I feel like it's worse this year. It is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't know if it's just me getting old or if, like... Yeah. Yes, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite bike route? Once in a while, I'll go on Camp Pendleton, ride there, and try to get isolated away from any kind of traffic. And then on the coast once in a while is good, too. Is it, are, these, are these dirt roads? No. Uh, asphalt. They're paved. Yeah. So you do the MS ride every year, which raises money for a charity, right. um, MS charity. How You do that every year. How was it this year? It was not bad, but it seems that climbing the hill in Torrey Pines got tough. But I did okay. Maybe we need to put a granny gear on your bike. I do have a granny gear right now. What what cassette range do you have? (laughs) It's up to, uh, I think, 28. Oh, yeah, we can go wider. (laughs) Let's go, let's get up to 32. Maybe that'll be easier. Maybe. Hey, that's our cue to stop. Thanks, Dad. Welcome. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi friends, we are using Zoom, which Jenny actually recommended we use because my original recording wasn't very good. So I'm here with my dad. Hello. And can you say your name and where you're from? Okay, I'm Ian, Ian Davis, and I live in Cromer in Norfolk, the jewel of the North Sea. (laughs) And I'm originally from, well, London via Bedfordshire, via Essex, and now Norfolk, which is wonderful. What's your job? What do you do, Dad? I work at the University of Norwich, UEA. I support online learning and online learning resources, and I specialise in coursework submission. How was last year, and how is this year looking cycling-wise? Okay, last year uh, my cycling peaked in the summer with 14 days in the Pyrenees, Bagnes de Luchon absolutely fabulous trip great hills great riding great cycling but unfortunately from then onwards it declined and I've not I didn't ride very many long rides last year but I did keep commuting I commute I do a hybrid commute uh, from Cromer to Norwich I drive for about 15 miles and I cycle for between 7 and 10 depending on the weather Uh, And in fact, this week, I've managed to do 50 miles commuting on the bike because the weather's been great uh, and that's been fun. So this year, 2019, I'm going to do more cycling. And with that in mind, I've booked uh, into an Audax on Sunday from uh, one of the clubhouses in Ugly in Essex. Ugly is well known if you're a club cyclist. Uh, There are half a dozen uh, wooden clubhouses there where cyclists meet. Uh, from over all over London and East Anglia. Uh, and that's a 60-mile ride. It's a 100-kilometre uh, Audax, and there'll probably be 70 to 100 riders. So so that's going to be fun. Yeah. When is that? That's on Sunday, 9am. Oh, wow. Uh, in, in Ugly. Great. So, uh, yeah. Yes, come along if, if well, I guess you won't, <laughs> this, won't, this won't go out before Sunday, will it? Yeah, we might not have time to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. That sounds great. 
And so how often do you ride, Dad? So you said you... Well, I ride, oh, well, I ride four days a week. Monday to Wednesday, I commute to the university. Friday, I ride with the Warren Cycle Club, which is people who live in my road. The road's called the Warren. And the, um, the pack leader is called Alex, and he's 81 years old. Bless him. And he's currently riding an e-bike, and he hammers it. So we all struggle to keep up with him uh, when he's doing 15 miles an hour uphill. <laughs> so, so, and he's, uh, Alex has cycled all his life. And the peak, I think, was a Chroma 2 John O'Groats five years ago. Only in the last six months has he purchased an e-bike uh, so he can keep going. Highly recommended e-bikes. Yeah, leaning in to talk about e-bikes. Will you get an e-bike, Dad? Well, I've, I've, I've put an electric wheel into a bike I already had, a mountain bike, a 48-volt, 1,000-watt motorised front wheel uh, with a 48-volt battery, and it goes like stink. <laughs> it's unrestricted. I was going to say, illegal. <laughs> well, I don't... I would never ride faster than 15 miles an hour. Okay. I do believe, theoretically, it's capable of doing that. <laughs> the acceleration is just scary. So I've done that, but at the moment, I don't feel... I need an e-bike, but when I do, I will definitely get one. Yeah. yeah. And so let's talk about uh, how are the quality of the roads in Cromer better or worse? In Cromer, well, Cro- if I can talk about Cromer and Norfolk and um, Norwich. Yes. Uh, of course, Norwich is a, is a city, and one would hope that there, were, there was good cycling there, but it's very, very mixed. Uh, there's a single good cycle route that runs through the city and beyond. It's called Marriott's Way. That runs from this fairly close to the centre of Norwich, right out to the west, and then loops around. And in total, it's about 20 miles long, and it's a former railway line. And that's great. But Norwich, like lots of other places, is full of very short little bits of cycling paths or cycling road, which then abruptly end at a roundabout and leave you frustrated and a bit peeved. And whether there's a strategy or not is pretty difficult to tell. It doesn't feel like it. Norwich or Norfolk, one of the councils anyway, produce a really good cycling map that shows routes through the city. Uh, but unfortunately, some of those routes are on really busy roads. So, um, so although the, the, you know, the intention is there, they're not delivering a network of comprehensive cycle routes that are fun to ride on at the moment. <laughs> so cycling in Cromer, Cromer's a really small place. I don't think it's got any cycle paths that I can think of or cycle routes. It's not cycling unfriendly, but you couldn't say that Cromer welcomes cyclists particularly. Unlike Walkers, and Cromer, like some other towns, has a great big sign as you enter the town saying, Walkers welcome. <laughs> so, really? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, there are, there are cycle routes. There's the Norfolk Coastal Cycle Route, and that's well signed. It's on roads, mostly. So cyclists are welcome here. You don't enter Cromer and think, well, yeah, this is a cycling town. And the only local cycle shop, independent cycle shop, closed about two years ago. Uh, uh, and although we do have a Halfords, but that doesn't really count, does it? <laughs> oh, and there is an e-bike dealer, uh, but I don't think he sells anything under about £3,000 uh, and offers a really good recovery service should they break down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's a mixed picture. What about the quality of the drivers? <laughs> you know, that's a really great question that I can answer from recent experience. I, I went out yesterday morning with a friend and we rode about 15 miles. We rode from Cromer 
towards Norwich on very quiet roads. And there was slightly more traffic than usual, but without exception, they were all extremely considerate. Uh, we, in fact, we were commenting on it <laughs> every other car because they were slowing down, they were giving us a little wave, uh, they were waiting. In fact, on one occasion, there was a lorry that, that stopped to let us come through and there was plenty of room for him to advance, but he just wanted to make sure that we didn't feel in any way threatened. And that was in Gresham, which is a local village. And that was the, that was the theme the entire morning. We rode, we rode for about an hour. Every driver was great. That's not always the case, of course, and we weren't on any of the main roads. We were on really quiet roads, so uh, often single track. If, if you're going to get an inconsiderate driver on a single track road, then generally speaking, they're very inconsiderate because if they force you into the, into the hedge, which has happened more than once, then you know they're idiots. So, um, But yeah, no, yesterday was good. Cycling in Norwich, the drivers are, well, it's a busy city, you know, lots of dual carriageway. Lots of fast drivers. Often you feel invisible. You feel invisible in, a, in, in Norwich. And of course, that's dangerous. So you've got to really cycle defensively. I think we all know about that, Alex, don't we? Yes. Oh, yes. Taking the lane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking the lane. Yeah, I do that. Lots of looking and pointing. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, actually, to be fair to Norwich, they have redone some of the junctions. And in most cases, they do put in cycling provision. Sometimes it's a green zone in front of all the cars, and I'm not a huge fan of those. But, you know, at least they are, they're highlighting the fact that cyclists are there, uh, and that's a good thing. What is your favourite bike route or ride? My favourite bike route or ride? Okay, that's a tricky one. There are plenty of rides in France that I absolutely love. So, for example... There are a couple of ascents up to Alpe d'Huez in the Alps. I'm pretty fond of those. I'd certainly like to do those more than once every couple of years. There are some rides around here I quite enjoy. I quite enjoy cycling the, the Maritz Way cycle path, actually, in Norwich. That's quite fun. But I like doing new rides. I like discovering new rides, finding new places to go. Often that's in France. Um, but there are plenty of rides in the UK. And, and I'd really quite like to ride in Scotland. And I haven't done that. Mm. So I haven't cycled in Scotland. And I bet I could find some really great routes there. How many bikes have you built and what bikes are you working on? Okay, um, I'm not working on anything currently, although I probably ought to be because I do enjoy it. Uh, yeah. And now the weather's improving, I probably will. But in terms of, first of all, how many do I have? Oh, at least 15, probably more if you, if you group to components together. So probably 20 more like. Uh, and I've built quite a few of those. Uh, the most recent one I built was for you, actually, Alex. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a Genesis steel frame with a Shimano Alphine eight-speed hub with a twist gear changer. That's an internal hub, so it's easy to change gear. Uh, flat bars, steel frame, Genesis. Oh, I can't remember the model now, but it's the same frame that was ridden around the world a few years ago. Uh, to set a record. It's called a Genesis Quad de Fer. Quad de Fer is a uh, mountain climb in France. Yeah. yeah, that's for my... The plan is like a Netherlands cycling holiday. But I, haven't yeah. Quite, yeah. I haven't quite booked it in yet, but that's what that bike will be for. Yeah, and that bike has, has mudguards, uh, has a rack, it has panniers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah. bike, yeah. My, one of my favourite bikes is a single-speed cyclocross bike. It's a felt 
And that's a really lightweight, single speed, uh, not fixed, because I've fallen off fixed too many times, <laughs> with disc brakes. They're Hilux, high, high I think, Hilux. They're really, really good uh, hydraulic disc brakes. Uh, yeah, so I ride single speed three days a week. So I love bikes. <laughs> <laughs> we do love bikes, don't we? <clears throat> Thanks so much, Dad. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Bye. My dad is a man of few words. My words of too many. It's too many. <laughs> so they even each other out, yeah. which is yeah. great. Uh, any questions you want to ask our dads? Don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put a link below, but today on cyclist.co.uk, Christian Prudhomme announced that a women's Tour de France in July is impossible. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. If you have thoughts about this and things you would like to say, luckily we have organised a panel at Look Mom No Hands to discuss just that. The theme of the talk, the title of the talk, it actually may change, so watch the space, but the current title is There Should Be a Women's Tour de France. The panel came to be because of a cyclist, Ella Green, who listens to the podcast. Hi, Thank Ella. Thank you. Thank you. And she rides for Bello Velo, which is a North London women's cycling club. I'll put a link below to that. And it's also in partnership with Le Loop, which is an organisation that allows amateurs to ride the Tour de France seven days before the pros. So at the event, we are also asking for a £10 suggested donation for the William Waite Memorial Trust. They are a project that helps disadvantaged youths fulfil their potential and stay away from a life of crime. So if you have some thoughts, come along. I'm also going to Facebook Live the panel so you can like submit questions via the internet and you will be able to listen to the whole thing afterwards if you can't make it at all. On the Wheelsuckers podcast. Yeah, the one you're listening to right oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> There's not too much going on right now at LBK. We've sold out all our intro to maintenance classes. That's, what? I think it's New Year's resolution time and people were booked up until like April. So more classes have been posted if you want to get on there and start scrubbing up on your bike knowledge. And in the class, you do learn how to clean your chain and learn hey! how to take it off and <laughs> use our enzymatic parts washer. Alex is coming back from Spain today. So our repairs workshop is now fully operational. If you don't want to do the work yourself, we will do it for you. Just drop us a, an email, fixit, F-I-X-I-T, at lbk.org.uk. And the other thing that I haven't really been paying attention to um, is that it's actually our seventh birthday this what? March. Yeah, we're turning seven. <gasps> and I try not to think about it because I'm, I can't believe I've been doing this for eight years then, like <gasps> the year before preparing. And I'm kind of like, what? So I don't know if we should have a party Yes. Alex is nodding her head. Yes, yes, 100%. Uh, we should do a bike bike maybe. Yeah. Do you want to do a look, Mom? We could do a look, Mom. You heard I'm it not, here first. I'm not allowed to do it. I've been told off. Why? <laughs> They're like, please don't ever sing again. <laughs> what? You do such a good um, Kate Bush. I have a beautiful voice. <laughs> I think it needs to be heard. If you want to come and party with us, let us know, because I think it needs to happen. Okay. If you like what we do, squish that like, like button rate us on itunes and subscribe if you can't give us your money give, give us your stars, stars. And, don't <laughs> and don't keep us a secret
Sharing is caring, Jenny. Slam that share button and tell your podcast listening or perhaps cycling friends about our show. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.